Uh, yeah. I just keep it steady on the magic. Do my thing, I'm healing, it's fantastic. If I fall, I rise automatic. You ain't no now, you know. Only one rain myself like a tree from the roots. Westside go, cause she lived in the coast. Eastside go when she speaks to the roots. Stay 100, cause she on with the truth. Been there on struggle, know that it pass. Only going up, yeah, the pain don't last. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. Yes, it'll take off, take off, take off. Shorty like Brandy, fight like Monica. What you know about her? Baby girl raising, way to the top. Shaking the world, don't expect her to stop. Hope it's so great, she get what she got. Follow her step, cause she following God. What you need more, got a heart full of gold. Even at times when it's raining and cold. Ooh, she about take off. All right, what up, what up, what up, y'all? It's your girl Hannah, aka Roots High. You are watching Black Men Speak Sundays on the Uprooted Network, and y'all, I am joined by my homie Senai. So, y'all, this is gonna be a great episode. Senai, tell the people, tell the people where are you coming from right now? Yo, I'm coming from my mama's basement. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that you you start too early. Yeah. I know, I know. What's we started up, so early with the trolling. I love it. Okay, but listen, we got Senna in the building today. Um, I'm so excited because this season is all about personal development. It's all about growth. And I'm really trying to get into the how, right? The how part, because all of us have been uprooted, right? But I want to understand what was that process of like rerooting yourself in whatever spot you're in. Maybe you're not completely where you want to be yet but you're you know on some type of path right um and and i'm excited because you're like one of the few people i got to meet out here that like i actually got to connect with um like offline you know what i mean and uh, like outside of community type of situations and you've just been dope shows up you know like shows up like i'm like yeah, get you a senai in your life because <laughs> i was like senai, can you do this campaign he was like yeah absolutely i'm like yes like so it was it's just really nice to see um and know people in community that you can work with so i'm excited to have you here and you are um you know you're, you're like a guest guest on the show because i've also had your sister on the show mm -hmm. as well That's and so right. let's talk about it because you guys are like denver community like i don't even know like it's just like your family's so huge. It's like you, you're almost like your own portion of the community. Um, mm -hmm. And it's super dope because you guys are all active in different ways, especially with our favorite, you know, TPN. If they don't mm -hmm. know, now they know Tagato Professional Network. And so tell the people a little bit about kind of that, because that's that was my intro to you, um, essentially. That, absolutely. That I mean, that was uh, that was too kind. I mean, uh, uh, thank you for having me here. Miss Hannah Ruta, uh -huh. shout out to uh, Black Man Speak, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I remember yeah. a couple interactions that we've had, um, you know, doing community center things, even having a Buddha on your couch at home, you know, in your yes. lovely mansion out there in a nice white area. You know? Stop doing that. You, you do, Stop telling the people. Thing. You're uh -huh. telling people too much. Go ahead, though. But <laughs> yes, no, no, you're right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to you live from Denver, Colorado. Uh, this is home sweet home, uh, born and raised, diaspora, you know, family from Tigray, you know, we representing, mm -hmm. and uh, I have an enormous family, you know, and growing up here, it's really a, a small city. It's a, it's a small community, you know, so everybody knows 
everybody. And so if you know me, you probably know my family, you know, I'm, I'm one of a total of 12 uh, siblings, you know, uh, for my right. family. So um, we out here, you know, we're active and we do what we can. You know, I mean, I, I got to give a lot of thanks to my parents for giving us an opportunity here, you know, yeah. uh, leaving a bad situation and coming to a new place where they don't even speak the language. They don't know the culture, mm-hmm. you know, uh, expecting the schools to raise their kids. But <laughs> they did their best. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm Bro, really grateful to be here with you. Man, thank you. Because t- every time you say 12, I still keep thinking, bro, we could have the Habershot cheaper by the dozen. You know, like we could definitely, <laughs> we could do it because I feel like there's so much um, talent in this family. You know, like, I I don't know. It almost feels like iron sharpens iron around there. Like, I, hey, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I, feel like I love how you said that, actually. Yeah. That's, that's actually one of my favorite verses, man, in, in Proverbs 27, yeah. 17. As okay. iron sharpens irons, where friend sharpens their friend. You wow. Know? Well, look at me. <laughs> look at me. Look, I've, I've been trying to tell people I got this like connection with folks. I can just, you know, can just figure it out real quick. But no, I really do. I feel like every family member that I meet is like more impressive, if that's possible. I'm like, damn, you do what? Wow. Like, that's so cool. Like, I know. It's, you know, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. We got siblings who are doing their own businesses, you know. They're mm-hmm. consulting, they're, they're chefs, you know, they're property managers, you know, yeah. they're uh, marketing professionals and, you know, the list goes on, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're spread across the states, you know, from a lot of us here in Denver, a lot of us here in, in Atlanta as well, you know, so, um, you know, family is a big thing. Family oh, yeah. is essentially who I am, you know, yes. it, it wasn't easy growing up. If you can imagine growing up in a household with that many people running around, yes. giving my mama <laughs> hell, giving my dad hell. You know, it was it was a lot on them, you know, and yeah. even growing up, you know, I technically I didn't really see my dad much or spend much time with him because, you know, because my mom, she was at home. She had to take care of all these kids. She's got to cook all this food, clean laundry, X, Y, Z. And then my dad, I'd only see him like early in the morning or maybe I'd hear him come home late at night. So a lot of times I'm like, where is this guy? What does he be doing all day and stuff? You know, but once I got older, I was like, damn, you got to provide for like 80,000 people. Yes. You know? So yes. it makes you understand more and respect them more and, and to be grateful. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. There's no room for me to complain, honestly. That's amazing. Because I just, you know, God bless your mom. Let me just say that. Because mm-hmm. I'm saying. that is a feat, okay? Like, in America of all places, you know, like. Ooh, like we could we could unpack that for days because that is it's not easy to raise kids here. Okay. This is not and like let alone like you know, you got more than the average, like you you got like four oh, yeah. households, you know, like you have four households. Cause like the average yeah. household I see is like three kids, you know, maybe four. When they have five, we're like, damn, like they struggle. Everyone's like, hey, make sure you help them because they got hella kids, you know. Right. But like that, yeah, I couldn't even imagine, you know. Yeah. I mean, we got our, we got our own basketball team. We got mm-hmm. our own football team. We got our own choir and stuff, yeah. you know. But you have so, endless entertainment, too. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it's a lot, man. Honestly, that's why one of my favorite holidays is, you know, Thanksgiving, just because it gives mm-hmm. us the opportunity to come together. We got time off of work, you know. Yeah. We got the jada, we got turkey, you know, <laughs> we, we got it all, you know. And I was I, like, a big, a big shout out to them, honestly, especially especially the, the women in our household, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the ones that essentially are, are carrying us, you know. We, we, we might not realize it growing up, but they're the ones, man, holding it down. The, the women, they have such a tight, 
tight group. They're tight knit, you know, and it starts with my mom, you know, she'd be texting them and stuff, sending them pictures of flowers and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> they're really tight, you know, and I mean, my brothers, we cool and all, you know, my dad, we cool and all, but we're just like, man, I'll see you, you know, during Christmas and that's about it, you know? Oh, no. It's, I, I just think that's across all, hot, like, just our culture in general. You know, oh, yeah. like, households, think, man. yeah, like women, women, we grow up in understanding that we need a network, you know, like every, every mom has a mahabar, right? Like she has her own mm -hmm. group or whatever it is. And so like, when you understand that, it's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm supposed to have a group. So you don't, you know, like, that's just natural to you. You're like, oh, what's your group? And mm -hmm. um, it took me a long time to realize, like, I'm really not a big group person. Like, you know, like, I was just like, I can come in and out of them, but I don't like to just be in one. Like, I like to be a part of a lot of them. So I could understand, yeah. too, like, you know, like, just that need of space to explore yourself and take that time and do that. But no, that that's, you know, one day I'm going to try to unpack this with you because I just still can't really wrap my head around it. But um, yeah, speaking more about just like you and and kind of where that leads you because that's quite an upbringing right and then you know i know we're talking about Tagadu professional network but you are also you know pretty in your career at this point i would say like you've been doing it for a while um mm -hmm. i know you're in like tech but like i don't know if you wanted to speak specifically about that and kind of what was that journey you know trying to figure out like what am i supposed to be doing with my time like what what do i want to work at because I'm not going to lie. If I have six sisters or however, and now they're all figuring <laughs> things out, I will be like, well, what's my thing, you know, and, and yeah. try to figure it out. So what, what did that journey look like for you? Oh, man, I'm, I'm glad that you asked that. The, the journey is, is it's still kind of, uh, I'm still blooming. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm currently, oh, we like that. I for a, yeah, I, I work for a financial institution right now, independent bank. They're a Texas-owned bank. I'm a mm -hmm. help desk analyst. So I do a lot of tech support, you know, hardware, software, upgrades, white glove treatment you know, all that stuff, learning about, you know, information security. So doing all that, and that's good. But, you know, it took me some time to get there, obviously, since I had the pleasure of, you know, growing up here, I was I was able to uh, go through my uh, typical education, elementary school, you know, undergrad, I went to Metro State, I graduated with the BFA in communication design. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I was good with communicating with people as far as like, you know, uh, selling them ideas, you know, uh, mm -hmm. shirts, logos, branding, identity branding, you know, and, and that was working well for me. Building websites was working well for me also. Mm -hmm. And once I got into the real world, you know, after you graduate from college, what people don't tell you is that you got to make some money to survive. That you know, part. You got to your bills. You mm -hmm. got to pay your bills. So Adulting is ghetto. Uh, tell them. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's hard out here. You got to pay, whether it's rent, whether it's mortgage, whether you know you gotta pay for a bus pass or you gotta pay for gas, you know there's there's several options out there. But I I was fortunate enough to um to learn from my older siblings. You know mm -hmm. I had them. You know actually they were um uh, some of them were born back home. You know and then during the Durgi time they had to flee and they ended up in Jerusalem and Israel. You know and then after Israel they came to the states and that's when they had my older sister Mebra and then me. You know so we were kind of like the first born American generation, you know? My mm -hmm. dad still makes fun of me till this day. He's like, you're an American boy, you know? <laughs> you're crazy, you American, you don't know anything. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what do you mean, you know? So the way our parents like roast us is just... It's on another <sighs> level, because my yes. parents are savage. They gotta Bro. be tough to have that many kids running around. 
No, for real. But I mean, they went through, like, I'm telling you just more and more every day. I'm like, they went through so much. Like, I understand why their sensitivity level is like through the, like, it's just, honestly, it really is wild. Yeah. So like, I get it now. It's unfortunate, you know, but like, you know what they say with time, things start to make sense. Right. Yeah. And it does, you know, Mm -hmm. and for one thing, like a lot of our people, we struggle with, um, hurt and pain and things like that. And a lot of people say, oh, don't worry about it. You'll, you'll forget it and whatnot. But mm-hmm. most of the times we don't really forget it. We just kind of mask it. We just hide it, you know, and, and try to forget things. It's, it's almost impossible, you know, but we're, I guess we're all working on that in our own ways, you know, it's so each his own. Yeah. Every single know? day. And I think um, that's part of the reason why I wanted to have this conversation. Right. And I mean, the series of conversations, because we're now, like, right, this part of you having support, you had what we would consider a traditional trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. Of like going through school and you have a support system, you have siblings, even though your parents probably couldn't help, right? You had siblings that could help you through it, which makes it 10 times easier, right? <laughs> like there's yeah. something that's like right in your age group, they just went through it themselves. So it's still fresh and like relevant and you can kind of bounce, you know, ideas off of. And so you kind of have that safety net, right? And it's like, cool, like, you know what to do and you have a support system. But I'm wondering too, like, what, like in this season that we're in, we're seeing our lives shift again, right? And we're like reconsidering, well, what am I doing? Like, what am I trying to figure out? What's my next right. step, right? And so we're almost in a sense doing this again. And I'm wondering, are you using the same support system? Like, or does it look different? Like, do you have different tools now to help you through it? Because yeah, your siblings could help before, but now we're all going through this mm-hmm. at the same time. So yeah. I'm wondering like, what other things like are we doing on our journeys to help us kind of get through the hard part? Absolutely. I mean, on my journey, I didn't realize how how good I had it until I got older. I didn't realize how many people helped me along the way, you know, where it's my uh, my older sister helped teach me how to tie my shoes, where it's my older brother teaching me how to ride a bike, you know, where it's my, you know, siblings teach me how to cook, how to how to say no, don't say that to women tonight or yes, do this. You know, it's experiences that teach me a lot. And then on top of that, it's a lot of things like my dad actually taught me. You know, I was very fortunate to have him around working his ass off, but it, it, he taught me a lot about financial stability. You know, he started with a penny, literally one penny. Yeah. He's like, this counts as one, no matter what, this is a penny and it's valuable. And that's a start. So he gave me a penny. I'm like, what the hell is this penny, man? I didn't do anything with this. <laughs> but it, it taught me something like, okay, get more pennies, keep adding it. Penny to mm-hmm. a dollar, dollar to a hundred dollars, keep going up, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I would ask him about finances and stuff, he was like, you know, just pay down your debt or do this, or if you have money, invest in things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And somehow, some way, I ended up being one of the first ones to own his own house, property, mm-hmm. with the first male okay. to graduate from college, things like you that. Better you know? speak on your- Listen, Senna, but- we always celebrate people here. So you better speak your shit. You said, first one to own some real estate. You better say that, okay? Hey. Okay. Pops put me on. He, he taught me a lot. I didn't realize it. So like on my journey and nowadays I had a support group. I didn't really know much about it, but now I'm in the support group and not only am I dipping into it, I'm, I'm, I'm adding to it. Okay. I, I, I'm able to be there available for, let's say my sister wants to call me to vet or something or they have issues or questions or whatnot. Like I can be there to give them advice. I can offer them a place to stay for peace and quiet if they need it and things like that, you know? So it's like, 
you know, I wasn't the best kid growing up. I could have been, you know, young, bad adolescents. You know, many of us are, are like that. And a lot of times they were, they were shocked that I was able to turn it around. And I, I think I was because I, I had my parents there and I had my siblings there. I can kind of learn. For example, even like my older siblings, you know, they weren't the best with credit cards growing up, you know, and I saw what it did to them. So it's like, damn, I don't, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? And I grew up working with my dad in the liquor store. So, you know, so when people obviously, you know, about how much has liquor stores. So my, my dad with certain individuals come in, you know, and they buy certain things and, you know, they, they call my dad, Michael, like, hi, Michael, how you doing? He's like, oh, hey, Alex, yeah, yeah. My dad be like, don't ever be like this guy, I would kill you, okay? You know, he would say so, low-key, like, you can't say that, but he was, he was teaching me some stuff, you know? Your dad, all mm -hmm. the Habesha dads are the same. They love to be like, uh-uh, not that way. Nope, don't do that. But you also have siblings that are like able to kind of, you know, pull you in or like you can learn through them, right? You can, there's some lessons you got to avoid oh, yeah. because you got to, you know, bear witness to somebody else's mistake and learn from it. But they were also generous enough to teach you, right? Because I'm yes. not going to lie, some mistakes are embarrassing for us, right? Like, or we feel some type of discomfort or shame with, but I've always said, like, look, if I mess up and I learn something from it, then I'm going to teach the next person because I can at mm -hmm. least save you that. There you, you know? go. And so I love that, you know, your family also has that same mentality and it's clearly working. Like, you know, like, you know, each one teach one, I'm guessing is the motto around the house because there's, you know. Yeah, that's it. Seriously. When the, when the food is ready, you better come eat it because that shit will be gone. Okay. You better come <laughs> eat it. So. I'm it's true it's true man and that's a metaphor for life though right if you don't come get it if you don't go after it it's gonna be gone right mm -hmm. and i think maybe exactly. that's even a it philosophy will. that y'all have like that might be a mental philosophy y'all have to just get up and get it because a lot of mm -hmm. your I feel that's like right there's no choice man hey i mean i know you can relate watching your your parents you know watching them work hard watching them travel back and forth, doing whatever they can just, just to get by, just to give you a better life, an opportunity mm -hmm. rather, you know, like we're standing on our family's shoulders, you know what I mean? So the way I see it every day is like, man, it'd be a damn shame if I wasted that, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So he laid the foundation. I'm going to stand on top of that and, and, and build more, whether mm -hmm. it's the cement, you know, so then my younger brother can build some wood on top of that. So then uh, the next generation can build, you know, more of another stable uh, structure on there, you know, like it's it's going to last for generations, you know, and we're very grateful. We're very lucky. And, you know, it it, it, it hurts to learn why they had to leave, you know, originally mm -hmm. uh, to come to a different country. And they don't like to talk about that, obviously, for various reasons, you know, trauma, mm -hmm. hurt, pain, guilt, you know, it's uh, it's difficult. And we see it firsthand. Not only do we see it, it actually gets passed down in the blood. It does, us, you know, because then, then now we have issues, you know, or you know, we have circumstances where we're we're not fully aware of like what's going on with us, why is this happening, mm -hmm. and then how do we move from there? So that's that the journey is, is never over until the end of the race, you know what okay. I mean? So it's 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 so so far it's been amazing. Ooh, that was a bar. You said the journey is not over until the end of the race. I don't know if people really going to catch right. that. I feel like it's going to take them like three days to really understand what you just said, you know? 
Cause I'm just sitting here like, ooh, yes. wow, the journey. I got, I'm writing this down. I was like, wow, I gotta write that. The journey is not Bruh, okay. I'm telling you, cause, cause we're always talking about, oh, we gotta be the fastest, right? We gotta be the fastest, right? Mm -hmm. But in this race, this race of life, it's about perseverance. Are you gonna be able to withstand the test of time? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it was, it's another corny story about the tortoise and the hare. You know, yes, the hare was the fastest. Time, wild it out. No, nah, hell no. Nah. I've always been a yes. tortoise. I've always been a tortoise. I'm like, <laughs> shit. I be. I feel like I've always tried to keep up because like our parents would be like, no, you need to be the best. And they try to push you. Right. So there's this like push pull. Yes. But yes. in my spirit, I'm absolutely the tortoise. <laughs> like no fail there. Like 100% man. Slow and steady wins the race, man. I, I hope people understand that. It's it's not about keeping up with somebody else. I shouldn't be worrying about keeping up with with Hannah when I can stay in my own lane. You know, mm -hmm. we all have our own different paths and similar testimonies and stuff. You know, but you got to focus on what's right in front of you and stay on that path. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, so I have a question. If you can unpack a little bit, because earlier you were just talking about you know when you were younger you were probably a little bit more rambunctious. And I'm changing the language because I feel like when you're young you mm -hmm. should be right? Like you should be experimenting and it's the job of the family and the community to like keep you in some type of limit and boundary, right? To keep you safe. But mm -hmm. you're exploring, you're experimenting, you're trying to figure out like what is life, right? So what what did help you kind of pivot onto a path? Because you were saying like, I know you had the family part, but I'm wondering if there was like a mental shift, mm -hmm. like if you had a mentor, if there was like some kind of moment that you can remember or even like several that you can remember where you're like, yeah, like that, that put me together. Yeah, uh, I think uh, number one, top of my head is it was, um, I was in a bad car accident. Mm. And this was the night of the Super Bowl where the Giants beat the Patriots for the second time. Mm. And, you know, this is when I was wilding out and, you know, the game was over. We were going back to my house to party, whoop -de -whoop, whatever. And I got in a really bad car accident. I was actually a passenger. I mm. jumped into Buddy's car that night and yeah. he drove and we were coming up on a light. We were trying to take a left and then it turned yellow. I tell him, don't go. As soon as I said, don't go, I hear him, you know, step on the gas, right? And mm -hmm. then on the opposite direction, you hear a truck doing the same thing. So oh, I kind of get hit with the truck on my, on my right-hand side and I get pinned in this car. You know, mm -hmm. they had to take the jaws of life to get me out, right? They had to rip off the door, couldn't get me out. They had to rip off the roof just to get me oh. out. And this is in early uh, uh, February. It's freezing. It's snowing out. Yes. Yeah. It's about an hour and a half to get me out of the car. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, you know, I got to go to the hospital. They got to make sure I'm okay. Long story short, you know, I had some, some bruises, some injuries, things like that. I had to rehabilitate myself for like six months. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that whole time, it was my mind because our minds are so powerful. Yeah. So it felt like God really just grabbed me in his hand, shook me up and let me go saying, you know what? You're not on the right path, change things. And to be honest, I wasn't even happy at that time. Mm. I wasn't even happy with where I was in life, and what I was doing, where I was going. Um, so I was able to be forced to stop and to think as I lay bedridden, thinking about, you know, what do I really want? Where do I want to go, you know? Mm -hmm. And at that time I got more closer to the Lord, you know, I had to change some things. I had to change my environment um, almost by force, you know, because yeah. at that time I was hurt and I was injured and the people who are hanging out with didn't really come to visit me or see me or to check up on me. So I was like, damn, I don't need them anyways then, you know? Yeah, but let's so just that, pause. That and like was a wake up moment. 
let's just pause and just let me just because you're probably never gonna get that apology from them but you definitely deserve one because when people don't like you know they don't stop to recognize your humanity right and like you're hurt that's yeah. that's disrespectful to me um and it's just it's so unkind and maybe they were going through their own maybe they, maybe they didn't know yeah. maybe they didn't know better yeah that's what i'm saying maybe they're going through their their own things right but it doesn't it doesn't change that like you mm-hmm. felt hurt still right like i'm not passing judgment okay. on them i'm not gonna judge their life y'all were all young but i think that we do have to like acknowledge right like that part of part of part of the pivot for you was recognizing that pain you know of like okay well who really does care about me and and who is really showing up for me mm-hmm. you know and that's a beautiful and powerful thing so i just wanted to give you know that a pause because i i don't like when people just skip over those things i'm like no that was a, an important hurt and mm-hmm. it's good to recognize those you know i got you yeah it, it, it took me a long time actually to to forgive the driver mm-hmm. that night it took me a very long time and we're obviously we're not you know, we're not friends to this day, mm-hmm. you know, but um, it was tough and I was pissed. Yeah. I was pissed, dude. I told you not to go, right? I had yeah. to be angry for years, but you get over that. You have to learn to uh, to live and forget. God, God, God uses something that was meant to hurt you to uh, add to you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's insane, you know? And and then at that moment, you know, my, my behavior changed, my lifestyle changed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I started practicing being abstinent, you know, I think started to change. People are like, oh, somehow you, you change. You don't want to hang out. You don't want to go get no breezies anymore. You know what I mean? You don't want to do X, Y, Z. To be honest, I didn't, I didn't have fun while I was doing it and going through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it felt good to, to, to rearrange my whole mentality, mindset, and the trajectory that put me at where I'm at today. That was a life-changing event. Yeah. You know? So I no, was that's- grateful. And that really showed me. A lot, man, a lot. And I think it's beautiful to just be able to acknowledge that, like, you know, in being able to turn your life around in a sense, right? Like, and and put you on a path to be where you're at, like to be able to like feel financially secure, you mm-hmm. know, and stable and, and to be able to provide, right? Like that's an extra blessing to be able to provide for others and like, you know, learn it. I, I don't think it's a lesson, like you said, like that nobody wants to learn it that way. Like it doesn't that's not a fun experience. No. That's not like, oh, I want this in my life. It's like, you know, can we change um, something that's ugly into a blessing? You know, can we can we take what was meant to be bad and turn it into good? And I think that that's a beautiful mentality to have, mm-hmm. right? That's what I tell people all the time. You got to shift your mind. You got to, like, you got to move the perspective around because it's not always you as the victim, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you can move out of it, you can actually become a better problem solver too. Cause you're able to see things from different mm, angles. That's you good. Know? I'll be trying to let people that's know. Good. Like mm-hmm. you look at something from a different angle, you might see something you didn't see before. You know? Right. And that's true. That's a hundred percent true. So you got to, you know, in that moment, you know? in that part of your story, you got to see what your life looked like without when you're not participating in it you know because everyone else was continuing mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. and you got to sit and just watch from the outside like oh this is what i look like this is what i'm doing you know 
and it gives you it gives you a lot of moment for pause, you know, and to reflect and be like, mm. it, it it really did. That that moment was kind of like the final straw because what I also glossed over is before that prior, you know, I was a, a habitual traffic offender. You know, I was I was stealing cars. I was doing dumb shit that landed me up in a a, a holding cell for for forty eight hours, and I I hated it. I thought it was awful. Yeah, I, I thought it was terrible in there. I don't know why people brag about it. I was like, this is not cool. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't know who wanted to live this life, but it's not me. You know, and I don't know I you had all this in you. Bad it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I there's a lot of things I would rather not talk about. That's so. okay. <laughs> It's okay. Uh, I just I wasn't expecting that. You took me left with you. I said, well, you said what? <laughs> but go ahead. No, listen. It was cold. Those huh? are just a couple those those are just a couple things. <laughs> it Leave was cold, up. wasn't it? Was, it? It was it was awful. Actually, it was it, it teaches you about the system. It was overpacked. There's two beds, there's three of us, you know. Mm -hmm. We gotta uh, switch switch beds every few hours. That yeah. one crazy guy, you just let him be. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it was awful, honestly. <laughs> Oh God, you were really trying to learn lessons the hard way. I mean, sadly, I only would learn the hard way. I was that kid that when to touch the stove, oh, is that hot? Damn, oh. it's on fire. Mm -hmm. And then my mom got to put Colgate. She want to put Colgate on everything, you know? Put Colgate, put the, put ginger, put onion. I'm like, damn, my hands on fire. You, you know, know, that's actual Madhani stuff. And then... <laughs> It, it did work. It did work. I got it's all good. Work, you know, <laughs> yeah. but a lot, of, a lot, a lot of those, a lot of those areas where you know when I did bad stuff, I did dumb stuff. I still didn't understand the consequences until I saw my family's face. You know, mm -hmm. when my mom was hurt, when my dad was hurt. You don't say, "Damn, that makes you feel bad." Like, "Oh man," you yeah. know, you want to hurt your parents. You know, yeah. After they went through, so that that kind of makes you want to straighten up, fly right. You know. Yeah. It's just so funny because I feel like I hope people are really getting the the essence, you know, like from the intro, because how we met was like, you're literally mm. so active and involved and, and, and in community, you know, and like trying to give back all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think there's also something beautiful in that with me, why I started Uprooted is because I feel like a lot of us had those moments where we messed up bad, you know yeah. what I mean? And like, what did, what were we met by? Like, it sounded like for you, you had a lot of support, right? But I think a lot of times we're met mm -hmm. with judgment, right? And we're met with like, ooh, like don't don't be like that person. And, Looking and then, down upon. Yeah, you know? all of that. And so now you're the person. Your dad is like, don't be like that person, right? So they like they come at you hard. Like the, it's not easy. And I I try yeah, to tell yeah. people like sometimes that's not really a great environment for us to heal in you know, and like to learn it. And so I like when people are open enough to share that because you're like, I would have never guessed, you know, like, and so that is a testament yeah. to like who you are today and who you've become. But if I would hold you to like those mistakes you made, then like we'd be missing out on mm -hmm. such a great community, like leader and advocate. Right. And I think there's right. like yeah. space for that that needs or there needs to be more space for that to exist. That like we're allowed to have mess ups. We're all new to this country trying to figure it out. Like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but just we, as we do. Journey. We we need we need more grace. Mm-hmm. We'll talk we, about we it. We need that because I can't sit here and tell you I knew what I was doing. You know, I thought it was fun. I thought I was having fun. I, I was an adrenaline junkie, right? 
but there mm-hmm. was some severe consequences that, you know, put me in some rough positions. And luckily I was smart enough to learn from it. You know, okay, uh, I probably won't do that again. Or, oh, I don't want that to happen to me again, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's trial and error. And a lot of us are, are go through identity crisis, right? That's a big thing we all can relate to, you know? Our parents yeah. come from the, I got to say, you know, we come from back home, they come here, it's night and day. Our parents are from a different planet, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we're trying to uh, grow up here and learn a different way of life, you know? So those, those cultures clash, you know? And sometimes there's no median in between. And the reason why is that we're unable to, to listen to each other and explain, hey, this is my day-to-day life, this is what I deal with, this is what I'm going through, right? Versus yeah. them, they're like, why are you complaining? This is what I went through, I didn't have shoes, you know? It's like, damn, you know? So it's like, I guess we can't, like, we don't see eye to eye, you know? We don't half the time. And I think it's our position and that's the position we've been playing is to be that middle person, you know, to try to help bridge the gap of like, hey, we're finally at an age where we kind of yes. understand our parents. You know what I mean? Like, we might still mm-hmm. not agree with mm-hmm. everything, but we can at least understand where they're coming from, which is half the battle. And then it's like, okay, with the younger generation, let me help you solve some of the problems because you it yeah. doesn't need to be this bad. It doesn't need to be this difficult. You have like elders in the community and it's like, it's just been us, right? It's It's been this big disconnect of like, how do we kind of bring people back into community when we've created such like a judgmental space or, you know, like, like, yeah, mm-hmm. can, how do we do that? And so I love what you do. And I like all of us like stepping up, you know, in this role to also mentor the youth and like really be there for them and and hold these spaces and just be transparent. So I think that's dope. And it leads right into what you're doing with TPN, right. And, and what, um, you guys are creating with that, which I think is phenomenal, right? Like I always Mm -hmm. sing your guys' praises. Um, I wonder, you know, in this part of your journey, Go with all of that that you said, is there like advice that you would give your younger self or the younger people or the 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 youth that we're speaking about um, that you would have liked to have known earlier that we might not have said already? Absolutely. I mean, uh, a couple things, especially for, for my upbringing. Um, although I had a lot of siblings, uh, a lot of brothers and stuff, it would have been nice to have a dedicated mentor to kind of help me through things along the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, a number one thing is what I like about uh, TPN is that we're creating a place where we can go to feel safe, you know, yeah. to feel secure and to talk about things that are on our hearts, that are on our minds. That's the one thing that we're all actually searching for right mm-hmm. now. You and I, Hannah, you're providing a place for me to go to, mm-hmm. to feel safe, to feel secure. You know, this is huge. Yes, this is virtual, you know, but still you're offering a platform. You know, and that's something that we're dropping the ball with in a lot of communities, you know, is not having a place to go where you feel as comfortable. Yes, we, we have the church and stuff and we can go there, but you can't really be yourself. You know, you have to you have to cover up. You have to follow some rules and stuff. And that's respectful and that's OK. But, you know, younger people. Who, 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 like, we can relate to them. They're going through stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Who's going to talk to these kids about the pressure of drugs, the pressure of sex sales, you know, social media, screen time, you know? Mm-hmm. Where can we go and talk about that instead of us going back on some things to make us feel better? No, no. So the, the two things that I want to grow up is more mentorship and number two, a place where I go. 
That would have been amazing, honestly. And mm -hmm. I think the younger people want that too. They might not know it, but they want that. You know, they want to go to a place where they can hang out with their young friends. Yeah. That's not outside in the streets. Like feeling like you're in danger all the time. You just want to kick it with your friends, go into the movies or whatever. But I feel like because we don't really create enough of those spaces, right? Like they're going to look for an adventure mm -hmm. on their own. And when they do yeah. that, that's when you get that phone call and you're just like, come on, you know? And it's it's especially difficult with the way that this country set up, right? And it's completely different than our culture. Yep. And um, that's good. our culture is straight community. Everybody's your mama. <laughs> if they catch you out of line, they all pulling you, right? Like it's, it, but it's really mm -hmm. hard to do in a city and to navigate it in this environment where like, we don't know how to help you out of certain situations because we're not even familiar with the law, yep. right? Um, or we're not familiar mm -hmm. with um, the healthcare system, right? The insurance system and, you know, whatever it is, right? So I feel like part of the reason why our parents were so strict <laughs> were because they were like, man, if you get in trouble, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> I really think, I don't think they'll ever admit it, but I feel like- They don't. They don't. And they it, don't. It's and so hard. You, you you bring up a good point. You bring up a good point about the system here in America, right? It's a different world. It teaches you how to be a, a me first by yourself type of person, right? I got to mm -hmm. get X, Y, Z off my plate and take care of me. And then I can do something else, you know? When our family is growing up back home, you know, they all sleep together in the same room. You know what I mean? Families, right? Mm -hmm. They're always going out to eat together. They're doing things together. You know, like when I saw your, your dad recently, you know, he was with his boys, you know, they're constantly spending time with each other. And then here in the States, a lot more people are isolated and they feel segregated and they feel uh, depressed and stuff. Like even for example, I remember like when people would come straight from back home and we'd go out to eat and I'd be like, oh no, I'm just gonna order my own plate. Like your own plate, what's wrong with you? We gotta eat together, eat from the same bowl, you know? Yeah. It reminds me like, yeah, I know, man, I forget. Yeah. I forget, you know, it's like, it's just me. Most of the time it's just me. I get my meal and then I'm out, you know, but yeah. that's, that's not a good thing. Even they say it's not good to eat alone. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, hey man, that's just life here, you know? Yeah. Cause it's like at the, like, you know, even going back to your quote about the journey, right? When you get to the end of the race, what you looking for? You looking at like, who's next to you, you know, like, yep. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, that's who I rode this race with. You know what I mean? And it's like, you want to have like been able to have those bonds, those moments, like, because that's really all that matters is the the beautiful moments yeah. you get to share with people. You don't get to take anything with you, right? Like you leave it better for other people to enjoy their life, right? 100%. You try to make it easier for them, but you're not taking it with you. The only mm -hmm. thing you get to take with you is the love in your heart and what people get to say about you when you're gone, right? Like, that's it. Right, that's, that's right, that's right. That even reminds me, like, uh, when I was back home and I climbed Deborah Damo, mm -hmm. I made it to the top, I went with two two other guys, they were older guys, and they didn't actually happen to make it up there with me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I climbed up the rope with the sheepskin, you know, the old Abbas, Abetis running up, you know, barefoot with the, the green stuff, you know? And when I got to the top and I looked around, Cause you know, the altitude is actually higher there than here in Colorado, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I'm looking around at the landscape, it was the most beautiful thing in the world. And I looked to my left as if to tell my friend, but realized I was all alone, you know? Oh yeah. So I like, Damn, I kind of felt lonely at one of the highest moments of my life. Like, man, I wish somebody was here 
with me that yeah. I knew because it was just that beautiful, honestly. You know, so you want to make it with somebody. You want to bring somebody with you. That's that's so beautifully said, Sinai. Because we got a lot of people out here trying to act like they don't want love, trying to act like they don't want companionship. And it's like, you maybe you don't want romantic love. That's fine, right? But having friends, mm -hmm. having companions, having family, having someone to share with, it is important. Like, it is important. And we do yes. want that. And I feel like when I see people act out, it's because I feel like they're not getting that love. They're not getting that. And they're acting out in whatever ways to get it, you know? And it's yeah. That's 100% true. I mean, we all love attention. People love attention. It's great. It feels good. It's flattering. But companionship is, is something more. We have our, our closest friends, you know? We have people that we can hang out with and tell them the truth. Tell them how we really feeling, hey, you know? It's hard to find that, you know? Companionship is a big deal. And a lot of us, a lot of us actually, you know, we're, uh, maybe we're ashamed. Maybe we just want to act tough, you know, but it's really hard to be vulnerable. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's hard to be like, oh, well, I, yeah, I wish that person would like me back, but whatever, F him or something, you know? Yeah. It's like, we, we gotta, we gotta stop doing that, you know? And, and I think because we're losing out on understanding our worth, you know, we're human beings, we got feeling, we got emotional. I mean, we're Tagata, we're the most emotional people, you know, our, our songs are about dying, fighting, killing, and about, Oh, I love her so much. I can't breathe. You know, like, we're so extreme. Honestly, there's no Speak about it. over the Speak top about it. I've been saying I've been screaming yeah. this from the rooftops. All y'all talk about is love and war. And it's not just Tagalog, right? Because if you think about the American context of things, too, how many war movies get made mm -hmm. a freaking month? Right. And then how many rom-coms get made? Right. right. So It's always this like weird dichotomy and then everyone else is confused in the middle okay well we're not at war but we're not <laughs> so what are we supposed to do yeah. like right. it's very confusing right right it's it, it's very confusing but then again we don't really have a, a conducive environment or system that kind of shows us teaches us about relationships my parents they were an arranged marriage there was, you know, that was a deal. It was a business deal. It worked out great, you know, but, you know, and I, I, I'd be asking my mom, I was like, oh, so, you know, you, you guys love each other. She's like, love. Yeah. It's not love, okay? It's just, it's for family. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, she's like, all right, let me go somewhere else. You know, it's, it, it, for, you know, for me and my generation, I don't know what a successful marriage looks like, you know? Number mm. one, because I haven't really seen it. The, yeah. Number two, I haven't really experienced it and plus living in america we have a divorce race that's through the roof because so you know if we're talking and we're dating we're, we're so quick to to kind of give up on each other when shit hits the fan mm -hmm. and it's like why don't we try to make it work first you know what i mean and right now is another testing time right we've got you know in, intermixing right we got tagarus and Oromos and amaharas are married and stuff they got kids you know now there's a war it's like okay go back to your side well what i tell people i've told somebody i was like hey see if you can try to make it work first you know see yeah. if you can make it work that's probably the right thing to do and if it doesn't work i'm sorry but it's okay to go your separate ways that happens you know divorce yeah. happens it's part of it but as long as you tried your best because yeah. i mean it's going to affect the kids the most you know what yeah. i mean so how do we come up with an environment like that hannah to I don't know. I'm doing, I'm, know doing, I'm doing my part. I'm trying to open up the conversation because believe it or not, I'm telling you, people, they don't want to, they don't want to admit that they watch in and that they listen in or whatever, right? But they are. 
and they're having conversations mm-hmm. with their friends, right? And they're and they're starting to and and that's how culture shifts, right? It's not it's not an overnight thing, but even us just having this conversation out loud, right? And speaking about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. This not the, I've had this conversation almost every day for the last year. Every day. Dang. Every single day people ask me these questions. Every single day. There's I'm like, "Okay, we just chilling. Oh, we're back to relationship? Okay, cool." Because if you really think about it, Right. And I was explaining this to somebody the other day that human beings are built for connection. Right. We're literally biologically Mm -hmm. built for connection. We crave it. We need it. Right. Um, You go start crazy without people. They make us crazy too. Some people make us crazy, but we would literally lose it if we didn't love people. And it's always it's like that fundamental need that we have and it i feel like it goes unmet in so many ways like i told you right like so many ways and so i've been yeah. i've been researching this stuff forever because i like you the same thing i was like well how am i supposed to be successful at marriage when everybody is failing right like my own parents yeah. are divorced and then i had to start seeing it like you know there's different language of like well is it really a failure no like that that relationship ran its course you know um so like Mm -hmm. even just the reframing so i think a lot of it has to do with on any healing journey is let's take inventory of where you're at right and this was going to be a question i was going to throw back at you because you had to have a mental shift to be able to start speaking like this right and being like we need vulnerability we need to speak openly and be transparent like i know you had you had some great friends who was like creating those spaces for you to have that right um, but what we, what we lack most of the time is self-awareness. Like a lot of people don't, they don't yeah. spend any time with themselves. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason that's, why they're on social media. That's right. That's right. They don't spend any yeah. time with themselves. I, I, yeah. Like, like, like number one, you gotta, you gotta spend time with yourself. You first have to love yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta, you know, look in the mirror, but like, I don't care what I look like, but I love myself. You know and that you, part, you, you, you see- can love yourself first. You got to. How how you gonna love somebody else? You don't love yourself. You're just gonna give yourself away for five dollars or something. You know what I mean? It's not gonna work. Yeah. And before you're even ready to build with somebody else or connect with somebody else, you have to like, especially me. I tell the guys like, you know what I'm saying like, you you need to be intentional. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I I before I even a- approach a woman, you know, I, I let her know. I, I lay out a little PowerPoint presentation. I'm like, listen, girl, you know, I like you. I want you, right? But this is how we're gonna do it. You know. Uh, let, let me let me get to know you because nowadays it's difficult, you know. Yes. You got you got to talk, you got to text, you got to date. You, you know, you have to you got to put in a lot of work. But you 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 need to be intentional because if you give somebody direction and understanding, they'll they'll take you seriously. Like, hey, I like you. I want to get to know you uh, to see if we can date. So we can eventually become boyfriend and girlfriend, and if it works out, you know, maybe we can get married one day. I want a family. You want a family? Okay, cool. Yeah. You want you want kids? No, I don't want kids. Okay, well then never mind. You know, you you learn. <laughs> about people once you start asking the right questions and getting that intentional. Part. That's probably the biggest thing we're missing. Be mm-hmm. intentional, you know, because See, you didn't need me. And I know we, we get sh- we get shy. We don't want to get hurt, you know, but life happens, bro. You're going to get hurt. Something's going to happen, right? So get over it. Learn from it. That's not, all I can say. Not you preaching. Not saying I preaching. You told me what's the answer and then you gave it. <laughs> Listen, no, that's 100% where I was going. I said, you got to know yourself. If you don't know yourself, how are you going to connect to somebody yep. else? You keep searching for yourself and somebody else, you're going to fail every time. Every time. 
That don't make no sense. People are meant to be mirrors, right? People are meant to be mirrors. I explained this right. uh, to someone yesterday. Listen, why, why do you think that as a human being, you can't see yourself by yourself? You need a mirror to be able to see what you look like. You see where I'm going with this? That's right. So yeah, yeah, that's good. That's deep. You thank you, right? Because I be thinking, I be thinking, saying that. So like, if if you can't see yourself, <laughs> if you can't see yourself without a mirror, right? That means you need other human beings or or situations, events, things that happen in your life to help you see yourself because you can't do it. You know, yeah. like you you got to take some pause. You got to be able to sit with like, okay, who am I? And then you you have people around who mm -hmm. can help you do that. Like give you the questions that's to write on, right? You have friends. And then you know what I told him? I said, that's therapy. That's what a therapist is, right? A therapist is helping you see yourself. That's their only job. Mm -hmm. It's not to fix your problem. It's to help you see yourself because it's not an easy task. And the better you get, right? The better you get at sharpening your tools, you know, and using them, mm -hmm. the easier it becomes. And so what I tell people is not, it's not just- That's oh, so good. Going. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. I've been trying. I'm like, it's not about, oh, we got to fix the relationships first. The first, like with other people, the first relationship you got to fix is with yourself. So that's why I said, I like what you mm -hmm. said. You answered it correctly. You got to go through self-love, right? You got to go through that journey of introspection, because if not, you over here mm -hmm. with like a million triggers you don't know about. So every time you enter a relationship with somebody else, all you're doing is just getting on mm -hmm. each other's nerves. Like, oh, this is supposed to be nice and lovey and dovey. And he's so cute. And I just want to, that's cute. You know, that's cool. But after a while, you got to start talking that's to cool. each other. You know? And then when you start talking to each other, you exactly. realize, I don't really like you that much. You know? Thank you. You got, you're right. It's it's self-care, self-love first, because all this cute stuff talking, yeah, that's great and all, but you got to dig deeper, man. You got to figure out what other people are made of. And then for me, I, I learn a lot from, you know, the opposite sex. You know, I learn a lot from women, man, because women see things that I would never see. You know what I mean? A woman is looking at something that's pink and I'm like, no, that's blue, you know? And then you've you got to gain her understanding, see what she sees, because they help you get better. They help mm -hmm. improve you. you. You sharpen your tools, right? And we're not made to be alone. I mean, I'm not trying to preach, but like it is Adam and Eve, you know, God, God made Adam on the seventh day. He's like, okay, that's good. But he's like, damn, my guy's alone. My guy's alone. He's like, it's not good to be alone. Here, let me take a little something from your rib. Boom. Hook him up with a baddie, right? So <laughs> we're honestly, and, and even psychologically, it's not good to be alone like for extended periods of time, you know, especially during this whole COVID stuff, you know, working remote, being at home all the time and alone. For me, it's not healthy. You know, you need interaction. We should be craving interaction. We're human beings, you know? Uh, uh, Paul talks about, the Apostle Paul talks about, hey, if you're burning with passion, burning with desire, then go pursue if that's right for you. Or if you just wanna be a monk and live on a rock all day, that's cool too. But you're not meant to be alone. So please love yourself. You know, love God, love others, and and please practice what you preach, honestly, because it's not easy. No, oh, it's not. And I and I always want to be cognizant of right because I tell people this is my faith base. We just happen to share the same faith base, but you could you can change that to the like so many different metaphors, similes, understandings, and it's still the same thing. You're not meant to be alone. I don't care what language you put it in. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. know, I don't care. Like you put it in any religion, any culture, any whatever, you're not meant to be alone. Like what would be the point of other human beings? That's right. If you were meant to be alone, what would be the point of other human beings? That's what I just want to know. Cause there's days where I'd be looking at y'all. That's a good point. I'm like, why? I'd be thinking all the time, like why? And then I realized, well, the world is big. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like the world is huge. Okay. And if you have no, and I think part of it too, right? Some people have never traveled. Right. And so, and and Mm -hmm. I don't care how far you've traveled. Just some people have never really traveled outside of their, like, not like the, their growth, their environment. Yeah, and their city. The, yeah, yeah their like state, this, whatever. It's a lot. And I just, I'm like, listen, when you travel and you realize the world is so big, you understand why we need so many people, right? Because there's, mm-hmm. I think we do have a responsibility to take care of one another, right? But also to take care of the world for our future generations. And we do a trash job mm-hmm. of taking care of the world. Um, honestly, yeah. right? Like we're yeah, failing. We do. We do. Um, but that's not like we like a personal failure. It's like a as a global, like <laughs> you know, a global. It is, but that's on us like, as human beings. That's on yeah. us as human beings. You know, like we would rather we would rather watch, um, you know, Donald Trump say something ridiculous versus o- Obama saying something positive. It's like ah, that positive is boring. What Donald Trump said he hates Mexicans. You know, that's that's apparently that becomes yeah. attractive to people. I don't know why, but that's it's on us as a society. Technology. Yeah, like, it's why, basic why do we technology. like that? Well, we're like that because it's intentionally set up that way, right? Like if you understand psychology and you understand how to like what how attention works, it's very easy to manipulate people's attention, you know? And they do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you guys get so fascinated by magicians? All they're doing is taking your attention one way while they're doing a trick another way, right? Like and so yes. If, yes. If, you, if you understand that, then you stop being that kid, like, you know, just fascinated by the trick because you start to realize like, oh, the magic is really behind the curtain, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah. that's where we're yeah. at as adults now. It's starting, like, we have pulled back the curtain. It's been drastically pulled back, right? Like, I feel like Wizard of Oz, I swear to God. Like, I'm like, what? I didn't, I knew, yeah. I knew people were ghetto. I didn't know we were this ghetto. Like, the whole world? <laughs> the whole world? Yeah, like it's, Jesus Christ, y'all it's, couldn't it's get bad. it together for two, you know. So I'm always thinking, like, okay, what is it? And you know what answer <laughs> I always go what I go back to said night is people lack love. People lack self-love, they lack mm-hmm. love for others, really and truly, because there's so much hurt and pain. And what gets created out of their hurt and pain is more hurt and pain, right? Unless you have the wherewithal, yeah, unless you have Exactly. Unless you have the mindset, the the mentorship, the support, whatever it is that's able to help you get out of that, right? You're going to continue in that cycle. That's what we call, you know, those those trauma mm-hmm. cycles, those um, broken cycles. There's so many ways, but it's always a cycle because people continue to repeat unless there's something that changes that right. cycle. And like what I'm trying to help people do is, hey, yo, you got to be the change in your own cycle. You got to. At some point, it's up to you. You know? Yeah, adults fail us, right? All those things happen. But at some point, yeah. it is up to you to get the job done. 
You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping that people are learning, they're listening, because we we dropped some gems on this episode. I didn't know we were going to drop all that. Boom. I'm just like, if, you know if they saying? don't feel like inspired, motivated, I, all that shit after this, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I don't know what you guys are doing, but please go back. Hey, I was having I, a hard I, time I keeping you, up man. with the notes myself. I was like, damn, we, that was a good one. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> Like I was like, this 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 is why we need to get uprooted. This is why we need this. this you know, we, we need to reflect. That's you know, it. and it's tricky when you when you, when you talk about love and stuff. It's tricky because the average person doesn't really know what love is, right? Most mm-hmm. of us think love is in a movie or something, you know, or they've they've never seen it. They don't know what it's acting like. They don't mm-hmm. have a basis, you know. So for me, I see like I see like two two different definitions of love, right? Okay. There's the there's a spiritual love where I don't know where it is, but Jesus talking about, you know, what love means to him. And love is giving one's life for another, for a stranger, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, damn, I can't do that. I ain't giving my life for <laughs> no stranger. You know, it's like, well, that's, that's one part. That's one part. That's what he says, what love is. Right. Mm-hmm. And then what, what, when we see love here in our everyday lives here in, in the States, we see love as a uh, feeling affection, intoxication, mm-hmm. You know, chemicals in our brain making us feel like, oh, she the one. I love her. You know what I mean? But you know, love is hard. It's difficult. You got to get there together. And mm-hmm. what we what we should be asking people is like, let's do life together. Let's go through life together, so we can yes. figure out this love shit, whatever the hell it is. You know, mm-hmm. I can't tell you I know what it is, or if I've hundred percent experienced it and stuff. But it's got to be attainable if 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 that's what you guys. If that's what you're truly, honestly seeking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, no, I've been. I told you, I've been. I feel like I've been researching this and myself for the last ten years. It's really just been how do mm. we do relationship better? Because where we get broken yes. is in relationship, right? With whoever, I don't care, parent, friend, sibling, you know, romantic partner, coworker. We get hurt mm-hmm. in relationship. So we got to figure out how to heal too, you know what I mean? And I think that's the key is like, can we figure out how to heal so that we can move forward? Because hurt will happen, but I think it's our recovery that is the the problem, you know? It's just by- Yeah, but how, how do you heal if you can't, if you, if you hold on to it? How do you heal when you hold on to it? Or how do you heal when you try to talk to somebody else and she's like, oh, no, I've been hurt before. No, thank you. You know what I mean? It's like, how then? You know, two parts, two parts. When you get that response for somebody, you move mm-hmm. left. Okay, that's number <laughs> one. Let me just get that out the way. Bye bye. Right, because that's not uh-huh. a person who is interested in taking accountability for the hurt that they cause themselves. Right. Mm. So that's y'all like to talk about red flags. That's red flag number one. So you better go to the left. Just like bye bye. Okay. Right. Um, you cannot deal with that. But two, what you tell that person and yourself is, oh, let me go get some therapy. Because if you cannot move mm. on from the hurt by yourself, then you need to go get some help moving on from the hurt. That's it. <laughs> Come on, tell them, tell That's them. It. There's and a lot of people, a lot of people need to hear this. Yeah, and, and therapy can be anything. This is therapeutic, right? Being able to speak to someone and, and share your feelings is therapeutic. It doesn't always mean that you have to sit in an office with a therapist. But therapy is just that practice of self-reflection and evaluation, right? And being able to take on the all the feelings and sit through them and sift 
through them. And it's helpful to have someone else help mm -hmm. you kind of pull those things apart when you're not good at it yet, you know, yes. when you're still learning. And that that's part. okay to need that help. That's more than, you know, it is mm -hmm. perfectly okay to need that help. But you got to get good at admitting that you need that help and then to go get it, you know, and figure out mm. who can you get that from. Is that your friend? I need you to start figuring out who your friends are and why you go to them for certain reasons. Okay. You don't go to your friends for every single problem. They can't solve all of them. <laughs> you know, you go, mm -hmm. you can talk to them, you can vent, right? You can have that space, but they might not be able to really give you advice, right? Or how to process that. And that doesn't mean they're a bad friend. That just means they haven't, they haven't learned how to do that. That's not a skill they have, let alone, mm -hmm. they're the same like you, y'all the same age. Why y'all assume that they know the answer? Well, like I didn't really think of that because all my life people have always been like they just assume I had the answer, so I started figuring out the answer, you know. But I, I'm yeah. wondering what my life would be if people didn't put that pressure on me because it's crazy. So that that's what I would hey. advise for sure is go do that. Like you that's good. You're a huge you're a huge resource, and you're making me realize a lot of us we're not being honest with ourselves. Right? We're just not being honest. Like. For example, we could be in a toxic environment, in a toxic relationship uh, for no apparent reason, mm -hmm. just because maybe because we don't want to let that person go, or maybe we don't want to be alone, or maybe we just don't want to feel free. You know, there's, there's so many different reasons. And it's mm -hmm. the honesty, like you said, the self-love, looking at yourself in the mirror, you know, reflecting like, dude, you got yeah. to love yourself first. You know what I mean? Yeah, that ain't it. You got to tell yeah, yourself that is not it, sis. Like, come on. Like... I need y'all to go watch Insecure, okay? I need y'all to go watch Insecure. My girl, Lisa Ray, laid it out so beautifully, that process of evolution, of adulthood, of maturing, right? Like, she used to talk mm, to um, Miravich, yeah. right? And that was her reflecting and, and, you know, what that internal monologue sounds like, you know? Because we don't share that internal monologue mm -hmm. with people. And that's where you get messed up. Because if you have bad thoughts and they stuck up there, what you gonna do like that's gonna eventually wear you down if you don't get that out of your head you're gonna be stuck gonna so you know i just really i want people to understand because they they hear mental health they hear this and it's like oh foo foo for real no this is common sense it has just been masqueraded and it has been you know tarnished and, mm -hmm. and talked down on but you have been doing therapy all your life you just never considered it and if maybe if you were intentional about it, it would have it would have worked a lot better for you, right? If you actually utilize your 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 network better, it would you would do wonders, I promise you. So that's my goal is just do hey, that. Man, that's that's it. I'll be trying, you know, I'm trying to that's give, good. I love give that. people some love, give them some advice. Um and and dropping knowledge on us, man. That's it. You know, we just drop gems around here. That's all just I tell people, hey, bring your notepad. Bring your notepad, okay? Because we drop gems around here on the Uprooted Network. So I do want to be cognizant of time and, and um, respectful of it. And we coming up, we are on our hour. Yeah, we are on our hour. Um, to my last question okay. that I love to ask, my favorite thing, and we alluded to this earlier. We've been talking about it kind of throughout. Um, what is it, Sanai, that you want your legacy to be? Mm. Mm. I know it's always I, like I, dead I, air. I love, I love this. Yes, it's, it's always a, it's, my favorite. Um, it, this is the type of question that really makes you think about the bigger picture, mm -hmm. you know, because you can get all philosophical and stuff. You can realize that you're just a, a, a speck in the whole solar system, right? Mm -hmm. But if, if, if my legacy, what it could be, 
I mean, personally, um, you know, I, I'm somebody who I connect people, right? I, I, I work well with others and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And what I've been seeing so far with my legacy is bringing other brothers and sisters together, particularly my, my African brothers and sisters, you know? Mm -hmm. I've, I've always been such an advocate for Pan-Africanism because I believe we have so much potential. We mm -hmm. really do. And it's like, how could we not make it work, you know? Sitting yeah. here bickering, fighting back and forth with each other. And at the end of the day, you still gotta live next to that person. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it sucks, it's a shame. We all have grievances, we all have anger. Mm -hmm. And and my legacy to leave behind is 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 to uh, to build a better world, right? Uh, on a micro level, to build a better household, right? Mm -hmm. Where I'm bringing people together, where I'm making them self reflect, where I'm making them uh, or encouraging them to to heal and to support one another, you know, hold each other's hands, you know. That's that's what I want my legacy to, to be. And I low key want to be one of them Jeff Bezos type of guy where I want the biggest skyscraper with my name <laughs> on top of it. Just to be like, hey, he, he did that. He did that. He, he made a place where everybody can go to to be themselves, mm. honestly. To be oh. yourself. We're, we we struggle with not being honest, you know, mm -hmm. because we have to be vulnerable, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's it's tough to, to sit here and just open my chest and show you my heart. You know, like, that's really difficult for a lot yeah. of us to do. And we, we can't do that right away. You have to build a rapport with somebody. Spend mm -hmm. time with them, get to know them, you know, come up with some ways uh, once you feel safe and secure um, to, to be free. So, again, my legacy is, is to leave a better world behind. That's so beautiful. Oh, I love that, Sanai. And I could totally see it. Like, <laughs> I could totally see it because you are one of the few people I know who probably knows somebody from like every country on the continent. Like, I, I like, like, I, I feel like. Oh, you, oh, you got, oh, you know somebody from the, okay. Like, I just assume like, yeah, that sounds about right. Like, that's so beautiful because I think the intention is, um, is definitely already being manifested, right? Like just by nature of the spaces that you're in, you know, the communities that you help support, um, your own community and just like, mm -hmm. and having the knowledge that it's not an overnight process, but like willing to take the time that it's going to take to build that right because when i think about like how do we make sure like not only like tigray safe because like in order for tigray to, to be safe mm -hmm. our neighbors have to be less hostile right and that's I, correct that's correct yeah i think about that all the time and so for you to have that understanding and to one can we reclaim pan-africanism because the way these buffoons like just throw that word out right and it's like you don't understand what that really means it doesn't mean we just you know kiki and kaka yeah. like no we don't do that like we got to address the real issues we got to address like how do we respect each other's mm -hmm. boundaries right and like i think because as human beings we don't respect each other's boundaries you see how as nations we don't respect each other's boundaries right and I think right. that's a beautiful right. legacy that you're trying to build tonight. Like, I'm really excited to see, like, what that looks like for us over the next, you know, 20, 25 years. We all we maybe figure out this love thing, you know, pop out some babies. <laughs> hoping and praying on the way out. I know, I know your mom is waiting. I know because the you coming down the oh, list of siblings. <laughs> Yeah, I'm she's like, what's going? wrong with you guys? Yeah, slow. Why are you slow? I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> Too mean. 
I'm already knowing the family group text is going to be hilarious after this episode. I'm about to be so excited to see that. But yeah. again, yeah. thank you so much, Sanai. I appreciate you so much for coming on. You literally have spoke so much beautiful knowledge into people and just you shared and listen you were vulnerable and i commend you for being able to do that and to be able to share your truth um and to do it publicly right it's not easy and i think a lot of people take that for granted i don't because i know how hard it is to get guests to come on the show so i don't take that for granted and i wanted to appreciate <laughs> you um and another shout out to tpn to got a professional network listen these are the type of people who are really behind building that organization and um i hope that y'all like really invest in them and, and help them build because that's going to be amazing for the future and so impactful for everything that we're doing so thank you senai oh man thank you thank you miss hannah ruta shout out <laughs> to the uprooter uh, I, I'm so proud of you for uh, providing a place where many of us can go to be honest, to be real, and to help others heal, you know, because there's, I'm not the only one feeling a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. You're not either. So uh, let's encourage others to, to, to try, to try harder, love one another, do what's right, and let's support each other that part amen so y'all that's black men speak sundays this is the uprooted network and it's your girl hannah aka ruta i will see y'all next time